Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gamblernet in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on <laughs> 3. And today is uh, Wednesday, October the 4th, 2023. Auburn is coming off a huge weekend of recruiting. Here to discuss it all with me and you, Mr. Cole Pinkston, Mr. J. Head. How about you, fellas? How about you? All right then. All hey, well. I got I got a question for you, Jeffrey. Oh no. <laughs> is how about you? Is that a North Alabama thing? Is that something y'all do? No, but it's something. Uh, so I think it started years ago, and it was uh, hibachi, the hibachi grill. <laughs> well, hibachi, right? right? Yeah, yeah. That was a you and Jessica thing, right? It was. It was. And I don't know. I think it was back on the rundown, uh, back in the day, kind of, kind of started with it. So now all my secrets are out. <laughs> hibachi, hibachi, hibachi. There you go, Keith. Did, you know, I saw the show that Keith did with Cole, and so he just was missing from that. There was no how about you, everybody. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> oh, um, all right, we got a lot to discuss. We've got a lot to discuss. This is a recruiting show. We will talk 100% recruiting when we do talk recruiting. Uh, before we get started, want to uh, let everybody know if you're looking for a house or to sell your house in or around Auburn, Opelika, Lee County, she is a five-star realtor. Her name is Jessica Andrews. She's with the Talents Group. Folks, she can do it all. She can find you somewhere <clears throat> to buy. She can list your house and sell it. She goes above and beyond for her customers, and if you don't believe me, just try it. Then give me a call back. 
<clears throat> if you're not satisfied, I'll call you a liar. <laughs> <laughs> give uh, give her a call, man. Uh, in Auburn, Opelika, Lee County, anywhere, give her a call. Jessica Andrus, 334-704-4442. Tell her we sent you. All right, folks, we are coming off a huge recruiting weekend, a game uh, that Auburn fell uh, in the fourth quarter to number one, Georgia, 27-20. to 20. But as we talked about on the call-in show on Sunday, it was about as good of a loss as you could hope for in terms of recruiting. Uh, these kids, there were several dozen Dozens of them on campus. They were in the crowd. They were inside that stadium. They saw the atmosphere. They saw the environment. They saw how close Auburn is and was to beating the number one team in the country. We talked to several of those kids Saturday after the game. Cole and I did. Then we talked to a few more on Sunday morning. Auburn had six official visitors uh, for the weekend. And, man, uh, I made a big move, big moves with several of these kids. Uh, guys, I, I think the biggest moves were made. I think I'm going to say uh, favor Edwin. Yes, for Definitely. sure. Favor Edwin was blown away. He's a huge, huge man. I mean, he looks 35 years old. He is a mammoth. Uh, he is an offensive tackle at Eagles Landing in McDonough, Georgia. McDonough, Georgia, and he's a little raw, but. Auburn wants him. Alabama wants him. Clemson wants him. That I'll tell you enough. Right there, he came to Auburn and was absolutely blown away. I cannot imagine uh, if signing day were tomorrow, he would sign anywhere but Auburn. Um, it, Auburn's going to be tough to beat. He's going to take a visit to Clemson in November. I think November the 12th or the second weekend of November, and then he's going to have a decision. And uh, right now, I, I feel like Auburn is a clear favorite. Uh, another guy... Cole, I think you talked to him. <clears throat> J-Head's Juco DB. Yes. Oh, yeah. Laquan Robinson. Laquan, yeah. I'm a big fan of his. I think he's perfect for what Auburn's trying to do on defense. I'm with you. I'm just like you are on favor, Edwin, there, Jeffrey. I would be shocked if he ended up somewhere other than Auburn. And same for Laquan. That's what I'm saying. Know, I don't know if I, I – oh, okay. I'm saying I would be shocked if Laquan ended up. Okay. Somewhere other than Auburn because he's, I mean, again, the pitch I think is, hey, you know, your family loves Auburn, dude. <laughs> this is probably your place. Family still lives in Greenville where you're from. Makes sense. Dad was there. Yeah, dad. Dad's a big Auburn fan. And now that they're, you know, I, I'm not going to say they weren't ever slow playing him, but it was maybe, a, you know, let's see what we can get in the high school class because, it's just better for your odds to get a guy that has three to four years instead of a guy that has, you know, two or whatever he has. So, you know, that's that's just how you play it. But, I mean, it's almost like getting a guy out of the portal. If you think he's good enough and he can help you immediately, and I think he can, I think Auburn staff has decided he can, so they're going to go for him. Jay Head, you uh, what were your what were your takeaways from the weekend? And listen, we've got a lot of people to talk about here. You know, um, Nye Carr was there. Ryan Williams was there. David Izzy-O-Mime-Mume was there. Uh, man, uh, the list goes on and on. What was your takeaway, Jayhead? From uh, uh, Cole and I were there. We got to talk to these kids face-to-face. Sure. But you, you, and I'm sure you've talked to people uh, as well, but your takeaways coming out of that weekend. Well, I think I said it on the, uh, the call-in show. Recruiting is a broad term, right? 
and really it falls underneath the umbrella of talent acquisition. And underneath that, you have scouting and development. And then you have recruiting, right? And recruiting is presentation, it's hospitality, it's sales, it's relationship building, it's all of that. And that game epitomized what Auburn was trying to accomplish in recruiting with mm. many different levels of targets. Not just the important 2024s and two of the names that we've already talked about. Uh, they have to be at the forefront along with a guy by the name of Khalil House. Yep. I think if you're walking away from that weekend – those are three guys I would probably put predictions in for should I have the ability to do so. But the 2025s, I mean, you saw him make a move with the 2025 quarterback, Antoine Hill, out of South Georgia. Hmm. Ryan Williams was there. Multiple, I think Zion Grady was there. Am I correct on that? Yes, no. he was. He was. Uh, several guys that you want in that class uh, that you have an opportunity to make a move with, and you're showing them how close you are to the national, reigning national champion. You're not, you're not playing against Mississippi State here. And this is no a slight or offense to Mississippi State. You went toe-to-toe with the number one team in the country. And whether they end up being the number one team or not is irrelevant. You still did it while they were ranked number one. And it's against your bitter rival, man. If you're going to lose, especially in year one, you want it to be a situation where you show, you know what, if I just had you, if I just had your skill set on the field, that's the difference in a win and a loss. And I assure you, as good a salesman as Hugh Freeze is and some of these assistant coaches on this staff, that is absolutely words that were said to them, followed by, what's your NIL price tag? No, I'm joking. <laughs> You're right, though. <laughs> there, there's a little bit of that going on, just a little bit. Yeah, a little, little salary cap management there. But, but you're, you're right, though, Jayhead. I mean – Hugh Freeze has even been setting up for this moment, too. Again, go back. I, you know, I just wanted to let you Auburn fans know we're not where we want to be as in a, from a talent standpoint yet. So now he can go, hey, fourth quarter, we couldn't finish the, the job. You, you understand what we're saying? <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's what we've been saying. And I think Jeffrey started it, and, and you and I have both championed the same thing, that Hugh Freeze was going to use this season as a recruiting pitch all the way through. It is his platform to recruits. And he's been, you're right, Cole, he's been setting the bait on that one for a while now. We're not where we need, we're not where A&M and Georgia and Alabama are right now. We're going to get there and we're going to get there quick. Now he's showing those recruits, hey, I wasn't quite there, but you see what I did without you. What can I do with you? Yep. Some of the other top school, man, top recruits uh, in Auburn, man, there were some surprises as well. I'm gonna leave, these are some of the guys that I, off the top of my head I can remember. We talked about Favor Edwin. We talked about Laquan Robinson and Khalil House, big one there. Jeremiah Beeman, the Alabama commitment, was there on an official visit. Uh, Zaquan Patterson, the Miami commitment, was there on an unofficial visit. K.J. Bolden was there on an, on, on an official visit. David Eziomume, L.J. McCray. Yes, and then the surprise, I think, for all of us, big dog Jamonte Waller. And yes. Sliding in. Um, that, those are the 2024s. And I kind of throw in Ryan Williams there because after Sunday I had a talk with some folks uh, who would know a lot more than all of us. And the, there's a real possibility of the rumors of Ryan Williams reclassifying to 2024. And, you know, from the people that I talked to, Auburn kind of hopes it happens. I, I know there's this uh, understood, I guess, theory that Auburn hasn't had enough time to to change his mind, and that may be true. 
Mm-hmm. But by the time December gets here, I think, as Jay had said, this this season right here, you, you're you going to know one way or the other. And if Auburn can get Ryan Williams in this year, I think the, the, the plea for help, immediate help, is more relevant in the 2024 class than it is the 2025 class because you're talking about bringing in Perry Thompson, uh, p- potentially Cam Coleman, uh, uh, Malcolm Simmons, Bryce Kane. So now you've got a huge wide receiver class and you're trying to add on 2025. Anyways, I guess that was my argument for getting him in the 2020. Either way, Auburn wants him now because they need him now. And so I don't think that this theory of if he reclassifies it's done to Bama is as legitimate as it sounds. I mean, it, it, uh, I can make a case for it as well. Okay. Hey, look, man. That's And I think one other thing, A, you already have a quarterback in this class. You're not fishing for a quarterback in the 2025 class to build around. You can sell him Walker White now. Like, hey, this is going to, who's going to get you the football. So you don't have to worry about that piece of the puzzle. Two, you're a little unsure where you sit with some of your outside targets right now. Cam Coleman. Uh, I just saw a crystal ball today for Nicar going to Miami. Your dad is a legacy to Auburn. Okay. If there ever was a pitch, we need you. We've got a spot for you. You can be a difference maker for us next year. To me, that's, you know, if you're going to make a move, now's the time. And in the immediate future of the two programs, I mean, think about where Alabama's going to be in three years. Think about where projection. Yeah. Who's going to be the head coach of Alabama in three years? Who knows? It's, if I had 20 bucks to bet, I would say it's not going to be Nick Saban. I take that back. There's a very, I mean, there's a chance, right? Definitely a chance. And, and and regardless, Alabama is not the Alabama that we've seen. You know, I say that. God, what a, idiot. What a dumb thing to say. I just it. <laughs> I still think they win just the keep West. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I still think they win the West. Uh, either way, Auburn's trajectory, proven Saturday, is only up, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you've got this. You're, you're guaranteed almost a tra- uh, an upper trajectory at a program. You're guaranteed that Hugh Freeze. You're going to be under the same head coach. You're guaranteed that there is going to be uh, a, a, an uptick in this program's success. Yeah, success, branding, everything's on the rise right now, right? Right. Um, it's a it's a very new and different chapter at Auburn where everything is aligned, everything is together, and you're seeing the proof of that on the field in the way that these kids are fighting and competing for the head coach that's currently in that position. So I'm with you, man. I mean, it, I don't know if we can flip him or not. I have no clue. Yeah, me neither. I haven't pulsed in with anybody down there at Sarah Land that would be able to tell me, hey, that's happening. But – to me, it is ideal timing. If he is going to reclassify and he's potentially going to sign in December, and my guess is he'd probably be a late signee. I think he would probably he'd be a February signee um, as opposed to December. Yeah, yeah. Because he may uh, not be able to reclassify by then. Is that right? It's not. I don't even think it's the reclassifying part of it. He may just take his time because he's graduating early. Why? Why do you need to sign in December? You're not going to be able to enroll in December. Yeah. Or January, so maybe he takes his time and Auburn can have an opportunity to get him back on campus then. So we'll see. But I, I'm intrigued, Jeffrey. I'm going to ask around on that to see what I can find out. I, I am intrigued. I think, we all, I think we're all intrigued. <laughs> yeah. 
you mentioned his dad. His dad, uh, Ryan, came in Saturday, watched the game, had a, was decked out in Auburn gear. And uh, I mentioned this a couple of times, but you know, during the interview, he's he had to correct himself and, and say Auburn instead of we, because he was saying we. Uh, I mean, Auburn almost won stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his his father comes in Sunday. Ryan spends the night, by the way. Ryan spends the night in Auburn. Comes in Sunday, spends all days or most of the day Sunday. His dad's there. No, his dad came in late Saturday. Either way, they were both in town overnight. Uh, they met with the coaches on Sunday. KJ Lacey was there with him. The Texas commitment, the 2025 quarterback. Um, so certainly, again, there's some, there's some, there's some hope. There's some confidence at Auburn that this deal can get done and it could do it in the 2024 class. Would not be a problem for Auburn. That, that's actually something that they hope they can get done. Uh, Cole, I wanted to ask you about Khalil House. <clears throat> you talked to him. I did not. I read the story. What did? What was your feel from him? Um, the feel from him is that, well, I, I've kind of talked with him on and off before he visited, and he told me he was gonna. He told me he was gonna visit. He didn't tell me when. He said, "Yeah, I'm working on something. I, I want to get back down there for sure." He shows up for the Georgia game. Seems like a good game to visit for. I I don't read too much into that because I know he's going to at some point. We kind of knew that anyway. Even when he committed to Stanford, it, it didn't feel like, you know, that was over unless Auburn wanted it to be. At least that's how I took it. If Auburn wanted it to be over, I felt like it'd be over. If if, if Auburn decided they were going to continue to push for him, it's not going to be over. And that's what it is right now. It's not over. Auburn's in this, and I think Auburn could, could flip him. Uh, I, I actually think he's the most achievable flip target right now. Hmm. Yep, on my top five list that I'm going to post later today, he is number one on my list of most likely flips. Okay. I, and, and I'm moving that percentage up. I mean, you know, we're getting close to a prediction here, which I think I might already have an Auburn prediction in for him. <laughs> I can't I'm, remember if we changed it because we No, you know what? We did. We both changed yeah. Stanford. We did. We, we got word. Um, okay, i tell you what let's do for the – because there's about five or six other guys I'd like us to spend three or four minutes each on, but I'm, I'm guessing that they're going to be included in our questions from the corner. Let's hit the questions from the corner, and if we don't touch on any of these five or six guys like Jeremiah, Meeman, Zaquan, uh, KJ, Jamonte, Davey, Isiome, and, and uh, LJ, we'll come back to them. Uh, <laughs> First question, Jeffrey, look at you. See? Uh, all right, Eli Double I, latest intel on Jamonte Waller, and does Florida's poor play on the field impact his recruitment? Does anybody have anything they would like to say there, Cole? Yes. It, it does, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go back to J-Head here with proof of concept. Here's one part of proof of concept that maybe we haven't fully brought home. I, I think there's a stability part here where, that you got to remember. Proof of concept leads to coaching stability, and that's a huge thing for a lot of these kids. Are the coaching staff that you're you're currently being recruited by are they going to be there? All right. If Florida drops a game to Vandy this week, probably not going to happen. But if they do, I mean, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad, you know. And they got Vandy and South Carolina, two winnable games for Florida, in my opinion. But they're also losable if if you really look into it. Is Vandy capable of beating Florida? I don't think Vandy is. I, I wouldn't put money on it at all. South Carolina very much is, especially in Columbia. Oh, yeah. Since Billy's been at Florida, they've been very poorly coached on the road when they played. I mean, they, they just have not looked good at all. And look at this season. Utah was on the road. They looked terrible in that game. Kentucky, 
absolutely lethargic. Yeah. You got to go to South Carolina. You know, their good games have been at home. The problem is their tougher, more difficult teams that they're going to play on their schedule are all on the road. They've got Florida State on the road, LSU on the road. Um, several others you can uh, who else is there? several others on the road on that schedule i i mean i honestly believe 5 and 7 is what they're looking at this year well and if they go 5 and 7 in year 2 i'm not just talking about auburn negatively recruiting these kids i'm talking about everybody that's in on them is going to be hey man your coach ain't going to be there in a year you may need to look around well the the key the key word of your you know Famous phrase now, Jay Head, is proof. Yes. How many people operate? I mean, just think about it. How many people operate without needing proof? There's not many. They just go in with blind faith. Hey, I'm good. You know, you know, whatever you say, I'm in. Parents don't operate that way. Mm-mm. Okay. I mean, you watched, do. you watched Auburn struggle and struggle and struggle. I'm sorry. What did you say, Jeff? Husbands do. <laughs> Husbands do. Yeah. No, I mean, you watched Auburn struggle with recruiting over these past few years as as either Gus Malzahn or Brian Harson was constantly battling the hot seat. Hmm. All right? You put a coach in the hot seat and, and your recruiting is going to take a hit. It's just that's part of it. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I, and I said this a couple of times, but Jamonte, I talked to him. He said, no, I don't want to talk. I was like, okay, cool. But I think his actions speak louder than any words that he was going to say. I think Auburn is in line maybe at the top of his runner-up. Sure. So if he does, to the, I think it, I think Auburn might win. If, if he doesn't sign with Florida and stick with Florida, I think Auburn's sitting there waiting, and, and they might be option number one for him. I, I have a little bit of intel, too, Jeffrey. I don't know if you caught me and Keith's show, Florida yep. Man himself. We talked about DeMonte Waller a, a good bit, and, and, you know, he's not really talking to them much either uh, as far as reporters go. I don't know about sure. it. You know. Um, but – Florida feels pretty good about hanging on to him, but I think both him and Amir Jackson, they were like, you know, didn't really want them to go to that Auburn game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ah, well, I could understand that. I think, it's, and that's the difference to me. Auburn's in year one, Florida's in year two. True. The product at Florida looks worse than it did last year, right? Or, so you're or no better. better. Right. Yeah, you're no better. You're going backwards in perception. If you go backwards in schedule, where you're five and seven, and you were six and seven the year before, I mean, Cole, I'm with you, dude. That Billy's not getting fired, but he's on the hot seat, and the perception alone can drive a recruiting class to kind of fall apart somewhat. It just, it just does. Absolutely. All right, let's go. L L H S. Excuse me. L L H five. Man, my eyes are bad. What QB in the 25 class fits? What Hugh wants to do best. What quarterback best fits what Hugh Freeze wants to do? Well, according to Hugh, we're just going off the top targets here. He thinks George McIntyre. He thinks Ryan Montgomery. Um, Man, I tell you, I I saw what K.J. Lacey said. Uh, I don't know if that's a recruiting pitch because I don't get that vibe from the people that I talk to that KJ Lacey's the number one quarterback. I think that might be a ploy with I, I don't know. Does it Jeffrey, does it depend on what you think your chances are with Ryan Williams? That, that's my thing. Does it help if, yeah, if you get KJ? They feel like they, they got a pretty good one in Peyton Thorne, but if your receivers aren't helping you out too much, then what does it matter, right? 
So uh, George McIntyre, Ryan Montgomery, uh, KJ Lacey, Antoine Hill. He was there Saturday. Antoine yeah, Hill's been fantastic this, this season. As far as fit, I feel like KJ Lacey's a really good fit for this offense. I like his style for for the RPOs. I like his style for the deep passing game, back shoulders, all that stuff. I mean, that's just my opinion. I, I don't I don't exactly know who they may have at number one. Probably George McIntyre because I think you can fit him in any offense. Truly, yeah. But Lacey, uh, not a bad fit there. KJ Lacey, Antoine Hill, uh, Ryan Montgomery, who has set a visit for the end of this month. Oh, Garrett Mashburn wants to know, did this weekend make you change your mind on the outlook of anyone potentially joining the class or even not joining? Yes. 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 Um, I felt strongly about Favor Edwin and Laquan Robinson before this weekend. That has since increased. Mm-hmm. Uh, Khalil House, I always thought in the end we would get him. I feel more so that way today than I did even a week ago. Um, and Jamonte Waller showing up in Auburn has given me confidence. I'm not there yet with Amir Jackson, mm-hmm. and I am tempering expectation on Zaquan Patterson. Though I do think in the end, if we're going to flip a big safety from the high school ranks, he's going to be the guy. I just I, I'm having a tough time reading that one right now from some of the intel I've gotten. So, but those four to me that those were the four that I walked away from this weekend. Like Waller's more I'm intrigued because I'm I'm interested to see how Florida's season goes. But those three I feel very good about ending up in Auburn's class. I'll give you a couple for me. Um, absolutely uh, on, on those, Jay Head. <clears throat> For me, he, he says potentially joining this class. I didn't give Auburn much of a shot with Jeremiah Beeman mm-hmm. after this weekend. There's a good. There's a no. I don't, I love, don't, let me don't say there's a good shot. There's a damn shot. A legit shot, right? Like not a. Hey man, we're speculating here, and you know we think that there's no, 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 no. I'm with you. There's a legitimate shot, whether it happens or not, who knows? But it's, it's yeah, not. right. I bumped him from twenty to up to forty percent. That, that's how much of a legit shot I think Auburn has. I think Alabama is still the team to beat. Obviously, he's committed, but Auburn's right there underneath him. I, I think it's sixty forty right now, or at least it is after this weekend. That was kind of the questions, but him and uh, uh, da 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 da. Another thing, another kid, Easy Amume. Mm-hmm. I know what he's saying, man. I know <laughs> yeah. what he's saying, but yeah. I also know what he's not saying. Mm-hmm. And um, probably, you know, I, 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 I think I've got him at thirty-five percent, and that's probably about right. But yeah, but uh, he, he obviously, he, yeah, potential, absolutely. Um, oh wait, Fruby Sips. Ruby Sips, how do you see the Auburn offensive lineman class shaking out? It's a good question. We've got two guys we know of. I mean, obviously, DeAndre Carter, who went to Texas and then came home and told Auburn all the right things. Uh, he also, I also read his stories from the Texas site about what you'd want your commitment to say. I, I thought it was judicious. I don't even know yeah. what that word means, but it sounded good. I mean, I, I'm, you know... I'm a little up in the air still with him. Uh, okay. I, think, I think you have to say the right things if you're him and, you, and you're making that trip. Um, you know, nothing against him. Maybe that's maybe that's legit and that's the way he approached it. I, I don't know for sure. That's the thing, though. I can't get a read on this recruitment 
I just think the timing of that official visit's not comforting for Auburn, and I don't think they took it that way. I think they were like, yeah, it's, this is you know something we need to be on high alert for. Did you all read it that way? Yes. Okay. I read the visit that way, um, but to me the fact that he he communicated with Jeffrey, correct, afterwards, or the, he communicated with the staff after he got back to let them know exactly what happened at a minimum, the kid's being transparent. Sure. And, and he's a really – listen, he's a really honest kid, dude. I, definitely, definitely. Yeah. No, I mean, he, from talking to him, you know for sure. He's he's being genuine with you. So that that part I take away, I go, okay, well, his words, you know, that makes you feel a little bit better. But, if you know, with the offensive line class, I, I like Favor Edwin. I like him, DeAndre Carter. I, I like um, Khalil House. Khalil House. And then, you know – Maybe a JUCO guy. That's three. Yep. That's three. That's three. Look, Jeffrey had a story with him the other day. I'm not there yet, but I'm watching Andrew Dennis. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, it, Michigan State, we know that situation has fallen apart. Mel Tucker's been fired. Who knows? I think it's Chris Kapilovich. Kapilovich is the uh, the offensive line coach there. Kapilovich, I think is how that is. That's right. I doubt he's retained. Okay, once that relationship's gone, where does that where does that kid? Okay, he's got a relationship at Auburn. We're recruiting him. Do you get him in for an OV? And then how does that go? So that's what I'm watching in addition to, um, and then obviously DeAndre Carter. And look, the difference to me is like, do you guys remember Romello Heights recruitment a couple yeah. years ago? Jeffrey, like when you guys saw him there, and then he's like telling the Miami guy, like, hell no, I wasn't there. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. That 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 wasn't the deal with DeAndre Carter. He was straight up about what he was doing the entire time. Yeah. And to me, at a minimum, if he's being transparent with you guys and he's being transparent with the staff, that gives me a little bit of comfort of saying, hey, if he's saying he's still committed, he's still committed. They had the height recruitment, Romello mm-hmm. height. Kind of reminds me of the David David E recruitment right now. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, <laughs> me too. NSH. Times Aub, who, if any of these wide receiver targets commits, would be sure thing starters on Auburn's offense today. Man, I would say there's two holes, right? Do you think the outside guys are open? (laughs) Yeah, I think Perry could start. Mm -hmm. Perry and and Nykar of the targets would be the two starters, in my opinion. Would you put Ryan Williams in there? Yes, I would. He's close. I mean, I don't know, you know, if he were to reclassify or whatever, I don't know how, you know, how green he might be as far as getting into that program. But, I mean, talent-wise, yeah, he, he's a, an upgrade for sure. I've watched that kid. He is special. Now, whether he starts to begin the season or not would be debatable. By, and it would also depend on transfer portal-wise who you brought in. Yeah. But uh, given the if the talent if the team were the same next year, yeah, I'd put Ryan Williams on the outside over anybody else that we've got on this roster right now. Bryce Kane's making a you know mm-hmm. a case, no doubt he's making a case. I, I don't know if he's quite ready, you know, to do all the little things. But being new to football, I mean, this is a guy that's only played football for two years. He's a baseball guy first, so you know that's the only reason I wouldn't say Bryce Kane there. 
W-Tidbill51 says, who's the most likely flip candidates now? I know in the past you said, said Nye Carr. Mm-hmm. Did I really? <laughs> or another receiver. Is that – oh, Nye Carr or another receiver. Is that still the case? Or I would say Khalil House at this point. Yeah, oh, Jay, and you even said number one on your list was Khalil House. Number one on my list is Khalil House, absolutely. I just think beating out Stanford for a kid from Georgia is a lot more likely than beating out Alabama for, for a kid from Mobile or Birmingham. Sure. Yes. yes. Um, I saw uh, Denny Pitts speaking of. Uh, I saw where Chad Simmons RPM nine car to Miami. That indeed happens. Which wide, wide receiver does Hugh Freeze and company pivot to in the 2020? I don't think there's any pivoting being done. I mean, this was – They've got their what three guys and uh, maybe a JUCO guy who's a Deion Smith. Yeah, Deion Smith is a guy to watch for sure. JUCO I kid. Think, I think they could offer. I think there could be another offer to go out in junior college. I'm watching the name. It's Marquise Willis, who happens to be Malik, Malik Willis's brother. Is having mm. a breakout year in junior college as a receiver. Um, that's a name that I'm paying attention to. So I'll be interested to see where Marcus goes and if he's watching a certain junior college game come Saturday. What are they? Um, all right, cool. Quattro, not Cinco, but Quattro. If you had to pick one long-shot recruit to be this class, who would it be and why? A long-shot recruit. Now, let me tell you something. I consider Cam Coleman a long shot. Mm-hmm. I consider – I consider L.J. McRae a long shot. L.J. McRae was exactly who I was going to say. Yeah, I get I get the feeling. I don't know about y'all. I get the feeling that between the three, you know, monster D linemen of this class, Jeremiah Beeman, L.J. McRae, Cam Franklin is still there. Auburn's got it. I mean, it's almost like they're not taking no from an an for an answer from all three. Get one. We're going to find a way to get one. I agree. I, I think they are, or they're going to take two junior college guys. I think they're taking one junior college guy yeah. regardless. And I think they may take a second one if they can't get one of those three. There you go, Cole, right there. Right on cue made him do. Would you huh. would you say that Auburn gets one of Franklin, Beeman, or McCray? Uh, I tell you what, let's rank those yeah. in order of most likely in your own opinion. I would start with Cam Franklin at the bottom. Yes. yes. Agreed. I would yes. put LJ McCray at two. Yep. And I would put Jeremiah Beeman at one. Yes. I agree. And McCray is so interesting because he doesn't know. say anybody. Like, no, when you read his quotes and then you ask people about him, like, dude, we don't know what he's going to do. We are, we're projecting Florida, but that's just a guess. We don't really know. Yeah, well, this is one of the it's – like, it's a lot like K.J. Bolden where, okay, he's – we're hearing – um, he's a silent to Florida State. Okay, no, Georgia's probably number one. Well, Florida, you know, they're going to be hard to beat. Nobody's talking about Auburn. No. But he keeps visiting. He's officially visited. He visits again. Real close with Jeremy Garrett. Real close with TJ Lindsay, by the way. Don't know how much that matters, but the two are very close. And they've been to camps together. Keldrick Falk also, you know, went to camps with this guy too. So you got some connections. And and that's good enough to, to make me pay attention. You know what I mean? So this one – this one reminds me, obviously, you remember Freeze's first class at Ole Miss, right? Yeah. There was no way in hell they were going to land that big offensive lineman that ended up being just an absolute star, right? Like, he was done to Georgia. Everybody had him pegged there. Was it Tunsil? Was he? Jeremy, yeah, Jeremy Tunsil. No. 
And then all of a sudden, when it comes National Signing Day, guess who landed him? Ole Miss. This is one of those deals where I feel like Auburn may be in this more than some think. I can't prove that. I don't know that. That is just gut. Like, yeah, I, I think we're I think we're a little bit more in there than some people are giving us credit for. Yeah, I, I might could buy into that with you. Ooh, I got one for this one. Bodot Jerd. I'm sorry, Bodot. Yeah, Bodot Jerd. Uh, who is the prospect on Auburn's radar that is a hidden gem, quote unquote, that we don't have a lot of information on? We should pay attention to, similar to Tyler Scott last cycle, J-Hit. Antonio White Williams. Mm. Mm. Write it down. Watch that name. I know Auburn is watching him, and I know they're keeping that one warm. Who's this? Antonio White. Oh, yeah. He was there Saturday. Right. Great Watch that one. That's, that's the one. Look, there is a guy every year, right, that we kind of slow play. They really want to be at Auburn, and all of a sudden – they get that offer in their end, right? Yeah. To me, he's that kid in this class. Hmm. Uh, probably need to check yeah. in with him. I'm going to put him on my list to, to check in. Oh, 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 Zach in the back. Come to the front. Hey. That's cheat, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Wide receiver is the focus in the 2024 class, but projecting ahead, what is the most important positional unit for the 2025 class? Fantastic. I would say linebacker and wide receiver. I we've talked about that, both sides of the ball. Uh, but next year, in the 2025 class, are you looking at another big O-line class? Another big linebacker class? Yeah, given – all right, so it really depends on who turns pro this year or leaves the team, right? Because you've got Eugene Asante who could come back. He could turn pro. You've got Cam Riley, could come back, could leave to the transfer portal. Um, Wesley Steiner could come back, could go to the transfer portal. Austin Keys is out of eligibility. So that's four guys off the top right there. Contingent on when they go could dictate what happens in Auburn's linebacker recruiting board. I think linebacker is going to be massive next year. I've got a, I've got a theory here. I think we're going to see a lot of wide receivers leave the portal. I think we talked about that uh, the other night. Yeah. If, if you weren't recruited by Hugh Freeze, saying it's Camden Brown, you probably and you're not playing. You're probably looking for another place to go. And that's just, again a theory. So it might be what you've got these young, this young big class of wide receivers coming in, and you're going to have to bring them up, do the same in 2025. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, but are you counting Jack linebacker in there with linebackers, Jayhead? I am not, but you should because Sims yeah. runs out of eligibility, and he's he's got one more year left. Um, we know Ron Roberts and Josh Alger sort of recruit that position, I, I, from what we can tell. So. You know, if you're talking about which coach is having to fill their room the most, you know, it might be linebacker. D-line, too. D-line's going to have some, some in and yeah. out going I, on. Yeah. I feel like the lines are going to be a big need every year. It, they, they should be, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have to every year. It's almost understood. You don't even go there because it's like, yeah, well, you have to. Yeah. Speaking of that, by the way, er, an earlier question, Jordan Crawford is one that I'm watching, too. Um, okay. As possibly joining the class in the near future. Okay. Big four-star defensive lineman from Parker. Naeem Alford was there as well, was he not? Five-star. I don't know if he came with him this time. See, Jordan has been to several events by himself. Okay. Uh, 
he he keeps coming back to Auburn, and that's what tells me like something's up there. Okay. I mean, he, he really, you know, the notorious AUB Biggie. Uh, should Auburn's recruiting strategy be to break the bank, overpay? the first couple of years under Hugh until we get our numbers back to normal? Hmm. Such a good question. It's It's really a good question. It's because I'm so, so torn on on the answer to that question. The reason why is because we know for a fact now that Hugh Freeze values proof of concept. Why? He went to the portal and spent a lot of money there, supposedly, right? Uh, Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Put his resources into the portal is what I'm trying to say. There you go. Um, yeah, so that means proof of concept. That means, hey, i got to win right now. If I want a chance to get some recruits that I want to get, got to win right now. At least show that I can win, right? Prove okay. I can win. Jay, go ahead. I've got one, too. I'm with you, Cole. I, should they break the bank? Now, that depends to me. Are we talking about? Just high school, or are we talking about combination of break the bank, including transfer portal for just this? high school? Just high school. I think you have to. Um, I think you have to leverage everything you've got into this first and second class. Whatever you've got, whatever assets you have, you need to leverage those now because we have reached a state in college football, which has always been an emotional sport with people that are invested in it the way they are in NIL now, where they want to see ROI, return on investment, and they don't want to wait for a rebuild, right? Right. You see this in comments when we do shows like we're doing today where why can't Auburn just win? I don't understand why Auburn isn't where Georgia is. And if you think that the people that are just the social media types that are making those comments, hell no, brother. It's your big dog donors, too, that also feel that way because they are all in right now. So I think while the getting is good, you have to absolutely acquire as much talent as you possibly can and the talent that you think fills out your roster in a way that gives you an opportunity to win ball games. So, yes, you break the bank if you got it. Whatever you got, you spend it. Completely agree. Hugh Freeza said numerous times this is the most important class he'll have in his career. And if it's that important, you better spend it to get it. Because if you don't hit it right now, you may not be here in three years. That's right. And for the record, I'm not at all saying by what I said about the portal that you should be, you know, frugal when it comes to your high school classes. I, I, all I'm saying is, you know, there is a balance there that you got to figure out where it's like a percentage. Do you go 60-40 high school in portal? Do you go 70-30? I haven't figured out what he's doing quite yet, but it looks like it's, you know, we're going to do, we're going to use our last dollar to try to get there. We're going to do whatever we got to do, man. If it's Portal, high school, doesn't matter. We're going to make it happen. I get the feeling, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, they're just worried about M- players they declare impact players. And that doesn't matter if it's high school, junior college, or Portal. If they yeah. think they're an impact guy, they're all in. If they think That's they're right. just a, a mid-level guy. Program guy. Yep. Yeah, maybe. They may, be, they may be willing to sacrifice great depth for quality of player. Is that right? Yeah, I, I think so especially in these early years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Got to go for the difference makers, guys that can make, <clears throat> make different immediate impacts. Oh, Hemothy, updated class prediction. Uh, I'm still at 8 to 12. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair, Jeffrey. It, 
I think I'm probably a little closer to 12 today than I am to eight. But okay. let's, I like that. Let, let's see where we're at um, in that range as we get closer to December because a lot of swing happened last year. Like guys that I, Kay and Lee, I told, <laughs> yeah, I said it on this show. No way in hell we signed that kid. Yeah. And then we signed it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't remember. What what were we all saying about Keldrick Falk around this time last year? What was the no, word? I, I was I was Michigan. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thought we had a shot. Anywhere but Auburn? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I didn't see that happening. No. But you know what? But I, I, uh, Hugh Freeze, we, we all have a, a little bit more respect for Hugh Freeze as a recruiter now because of Keldrick Falk, because of Kay Lee, because of Connor Liu. Yes. Now I'm going, okay, it's possible. And that's why, Jay, I would say I'm closer to eight uh, than I am 12. Just because I'm coming out of this weekend, I've talked yeah. to the – you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I, I, I think it's possible all, all those guys that we, we, we named, Edwin, uh, Laquan Robinson, Khalil House, Jeremiah Beeman, Zaquan Patterson, Ryan Williams, I feel like Auburn's going to get some of those kids. Yeah. And um, if that happens – I can see it, the the needle moving closer to eight. Now it's still right here on twelve, as far as I'm concerned. Right. But after that weekend, and listen, ask me next weekend, I, it might be back over here. Sure. I, no, I'm with you, Jeffrey. Until I see Hugh Freeze not close well, I'm going to yeah. believe that as well because he uh, there may be a lot of punches being thrown, but he knows how to throw those those final punches. He's got some counters, doesn't he? He sure does. As we've learned the hard way. Yeah. Uh, War Dan Eagle, if uh, if he had to, because of injuries, transfers, or everyone else simply failing hard, could Walker White lead us to an eight-win record next year? That's so hard to say, man. Uh, The first thing that popped in my head was, I don't have any idea. First of all, I haven't seen enough of Walker White. I've seen his stats. I've seen his highlights. I don't know. I've seen him throw. Hell, I've caught some of his passes. I know he's got a great arm. (laughs) Um, I've dropped some of his passes, I should say. There you go. <laughs> but I mean, who knows what the offensive line is going to? You know, is the offensive line returning, or, or does he have Perry Thompson and, and Cam Coleman on the outside? Does he have Ryan I'll Williams? Be, on? I'll go with a straight no, just because. I would say so. No, two freshman, freshman quarterback. It, it's no. not. On, it's not on Walker White. It's just he's no. a freshman quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that's the easy answer. No, no, no war, Dan. That would yeah. not. That probably wouldn't be good for Auburn if you got a freshman quarterback, right? Yeah, murdering Jay Lee in the comments over here. The takeaway is Jay Lee might <laughs> before wide receivers we need to sign. I was the twenty twenty two class where uh, yeah, I don't know what to do with my hands. That's what they do. You know, I'm with you guys. Without knowing what the composition of the team is going to be, you have to be super special around a kid that's that early in his career. I mean you think about Bo when he came in, he had Seth Williams and Anthony Schwartz. We don't have anybody on the team with the capability of those two. Sure. You also had a defense that had Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson mm. that Thank you could you. lean on when you needed to. How much better, Jayhead, would this offense be if it had Seth Williams to throw that back shoulder and all that stuff to? If you had somebody to throw it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be better. Uh, is that it? Is that? I was looking at number 15. I was going to close hard on this. Ah, uh, oh, Pena eighty-seven favorite Halloween candy. That's a good one to close on. We're gonna still, we're gonna finish up my list. Uh, favorite Halloween candy, man. I tell you what, I'm I'm a Sour Patch. Yeah. Uh, Airheads. Is is there a specific is there a specific category for Halloween candy or is it just candy? 
Just candy. candy. Yeah. Okay. All right. In that case, it's peanut M and M's all day. Okay. See, you're like my wife, Cole. That's that's her jam, dude. I'm a sour guy. It's either Skittles for me. Yeah, yeah. Skittles. No, I I I know what it is. Or it's um it's Spree's. Oh, yeah. huh. a little chalky, a little chalky. <laughs> uh, uh, no, if you're moving to candy bars, I, I'm a uh, Sour Patch Kids are undefeated. This is the damn oh, truth. Dude. Like Listen, back when back when I used to spit that Copenhagen, <laughs> if you if you if you'd get you a little uh, get you some Sour Patch Kids first, your mouth is just all just really really wet and watery, and you can just ding, you can you can hit that tune get you one of them, from uh, across the room. <laughs> get you one of them cherry sours. Those cherry sacks now. You can get them at like the Circle K, but those are the raunchy ones, man. Those are the those are the trailer park cherry sacks. <laughs> there was a show we were doing one time. You were you were eating one of those. You kept trying to talk. You got dog, son. <laughs> you tear me up. Oh man, I had mud mouth. Um, I also like the uh, almond joy in the in the Butterfinger. Ooh, I can't do Butterfinger. Man. Yeah, you know, I think I got above like 35 is when I started liking those, you know. I guess next up for me is like butterscotch or something. But I'm, I'm not there yet, though. A little Werther's original in your pocket. <laughs> Jeffrey. I like it. I like the Snickers, too. I'll go for that for sure. No, listen, I eat my Snickers, man. I'll eat the chocolates off the side, and then I take the nougat off the bottom, so I'm left with just the top caramel and chocolate and nuts. Think about it. Try it. Yeah, yeah. Ice cream sticker bars. Ooh. Undefeated. <laughs> Oreo's got a good uh, yeah, man. Uh, ice cream pop. All right, let's talk a little bit more about Jer- – uh, we talked to Jeremiah Beaven. I feel like we covered that. Zaquan Patterson. Yes. Um, Cole, you talked to him. Yeah. Yep. Um, it sounded good. It did. I mean, look, he's um, – dude, he's – I love the way that he does interviews, number one, because he's real. He talks fast, so it's hard to transcribe later. But he is um, – it, he takes a second to answer your question. It's like he's thinking about it. I know he's really putting some thought into what he's saying. And uh, you know you know what might actually be – and if you've ever watched him play, he's he's a lot like Laquan Robinson. This guy will light you up. Mm-hmm, okay. All right, and he's maybe not your, your typical – deep coverage safety. He's more of your box safety. I mean, he's a guy that comes up and he, and he kind of plays like a linebacker. So I, I asked him, I was like, what, you know, how, how big of a deal is this style of defense from Ron Roberts? Now that you've seen it on the field, now that you know what to expect, he goes, he goes, yeah, they compete and I'm a competitor. So that's what's got Auburn in it for a lot, I think. I really actually think that's a big deal, uh, the style of defense. I think it fits him. Now Miami's similar. Sure. Miami's kind of like that. They do that with their safeties. Their, their safeties are good. Cam Kinchins, James Williams, those two guys right there, very good. Those big Auburn targets at one time. Now, I think there's uh, a lot of similarities between Miami and Auburn. I think that's why he's still 
really looking at Auburn. He's very comfortable there. Dude's been coming to games since he was young, you know. He said he came to four last year. He came to this one, and he, I thought the most important thing was he said, I'm coming back for an official visit. Yeah. yeah. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. Look, I, I have always felt like just from what I've known of this recruitment that Auburn was always going to be in this till the end. Can we flip the kid or not? I have no idea. But the framework around this recruitment, I like that there is – there's been a constant of Auburn from a very early age always having a presence there. And if Auburn can continue to chip away and get him back for an OV and absolutely blow it out of the water, I think you're in this one. That's that's just my feel on it. Is he, is he going to be in your top five? Yes. I think he, he would be in mine. Yeah, I think I think Auburn. You better Miami's probably sweating Auburn right now, and they probably should. Yeah, you know we always thought, and he's he's been up front the whole time. Look, I'm I'm going to commit because coach wanted him to. Was that the I one? Who, he, he didn't make it sound like he was being, you know, just forced into it. But he also didn't make it sound like it was it was his idea. If that makes sense, it was more like, hey, you know, you know, I got to do it this date. So. Uh, he said somebody, and I'll have to go back to the recording and see who he said. It might have been Coach was like, let's get it done. I think it was done. his high school coach. I think yeah, you're right. I think it, you're right. He has kind of like a rule where he wants the kids to go ahead and get out of the way and some, take all their visits, get out of the way in the summertime, and then concentrate on the season in season. And, we all and, said, though, even though he's been saying that, if he's going to go ahead, if he's got to pick a school, it's kind of like asking us, look, you know, gun to your head, who, who are you picking for this guy on signing day if it were signing day today? That's what he was doing. So that means Miami had the lead, and Miami's, you know, had a good lead. So now Auburn's having to to chip into that, and I think they are. I really do. I do too. Uh, speaking of chipping into KJ Bolden, the five star defensive back from Beaufort, Georgia, who committed to Florida State over Auburn, and um, <clears throat> you know, I thought it was interesting. I say Auburn, and I stopped. It's not like it was just Auburn. It was Georgia and. Georgia, Florida State, Auburn, and Ohio State. Ohio, Ohio State. I thought it was very interesting that KJ said, "I will be back to Auburn," but he went to an, on an official visit to Georgia the week before. Mm-hmm. He said, "I will definitely be back to Auburn, Georgia." Uh, not sure about that. Did y'all see that? I yeah. did. I read that. I'm sure how it, I wasn't sure how it actually was sounded. Yeah. yeah. It was. <clears throat> it was. Uh, Uh, listen, I'm, it's not, I'm not discounting Georgia here. I'm not throwing them away. And listen, I, I don't think Auburn's got a great shot to flip him. I think they've got a shot. I think there are people at Auburn that are more confident about being in that one than I am. That's what I will say. At, well said. Yeah. Even when you talk to sources close to his recruitment around Auburn, you almost want to go, you sure about that, big dog? <laughs> you know, like there's some confidence at Auburn, and we've said that. I just don't know that I'm buying it. Right. Right. Yeah. That's... Yet. Yet. I mean, look, I will look. I will be the first to come on this show and say, "Hey, I was wrong." I just right now, I just really got, hard. Yeah, I got a hard time wrapping my head around that one. Yeah, I, I I think that was probably the route I should have taken with Tony Mitchell. Uh, kind of like with I mean, it's just like, and, and it might be the route I take with Ryan Williams. Although, man, it's, 
Jeremiah, but there, there's some there's some real confidence on Auburn's side. There might be some real confidence. Hey, let's not forget about Caleb Odom too. Yeah. Well, Jeffrey, you know we we took that route with Perry Thompson, and Fred tried to tell us. You know. He tried to tell, tell us KJ was coming to Auburn. I don't know if I can do it again, man. <laughs> I can't do it again, Fred. So we're both we're both one and one. There you go. That's right. That's right. Uh, let's see, KJ Jamonte. We talked about him. Yes. Not a lot to talk about. I think his, you know, his actions speak louder than words, and he is in Auburn, and I, I, bet, he, I bet he comes back. Yeah, the interest is real on that one. Like that, that is what I got from this weekend. And Cole, I want to hear your thoughts because you obviously talked to Keith, um, where the young man's committed down there in Florida. But the interest is real to me, and, and I think. I just got to think that the Mississippi part of this recruiting staff, they're working that angle, man. They are working that angle. They're working the familiarity. They're working the immediate playing time and the trajectory of both programs. Like, hey, if Auburn goes seven and five and Florida goes five and seven, do not think for a second that doesn't factor into decision making as we get down to December. You know, with Amir Jackson, man, you got to think it's not so much how many yards Bravado Fairweather has or how many touchdowns he has. Are you targeting that guy? Mm-hmm. And Auburn, eight, Auburn, eight targets. Auburn's targeting him. Yeah, eight targets. Don't worry. Hey, Amir, maybe you're the guy that makes some of those plays and makes the most of your targets because you're going to get them. This is your role here. I, I think that's the biggest pitch. That's got to be the number one pitch. Keith and I actually agreed on that. That's probably the pitch that Auburn's using. As far as Florida, I I don't know what their pitch is exactly, but he he likes Florida a lot. I know that. Who's this? So Amir. Amir yeah, that's why he's committed there, obviously. But I didn't get a fuzzy feeling with him, but I'll be curious to see if he comes back. I know this much. Florida was not wanting him to go on that Auburn visit. He hasn't been to a Florida visit yet. Hasn't been to a home game at Florida. Why that is, I don't particularly no, but um, I do think Auburn's in this one. I really do. Me too. You got to think, there's a role for this class for for his type of player, which is him, Caleb Odom, Roger Salampanga. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the D-line. Like, they're going to get one of those guys, right? Yeah. You Seems think? Like yeah, I think so. Uh, David Iziomume is the four-star running back that's committed to Clemson. He is from North Cobb, Georgia. He has been to two Auburn games now, the Sanford game and the Georgia game, and has refused to talk. And we understand why Clemson does not like their commitments to take visits. He told the state newspaper in South Carolina that he only came to Auburn uh, to visit with friends. He was accompanying uh, a long snapper and then another kid this year, um, which yeah. was that? He was trying to help a kid get recruited. Or recruited yeah. yeah, yeah. which <clears throat> from talking to our sources – there's there's legit mutual interest here. Yep. You don't come to Auburn two out of the three weeks when you're committed to Clemson if you don't have any interest. He, I feel bad for the kid, man. I, I wish I could be his PR guy because he said, I, you know, I've cut ties with Cadillac Williams, and man, you're just setting yourself up. I don't know. Uh, I, I I know he's got. I know he's got to say that. I mean, he feels like he has to say that, 
And he, he doesn't. It's okay to be. It's okay. I guess uh, um, uh, I, I try to. That boy can kiss my ass. You know. <laughs> don't tell me what I, you know. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. That make me want to go on business any just to spite him. I mean, it's do you do you think of it as maybe, you know, it looks bad on me if I get cut from somewhere, no matter the reason. If 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 the word is out there that I was cut from this class for whatever reason, that probably not not the best thing ever for for me and my you know nil valuation or whatever. That's weird that I said that. These are things that guys think about, right? Because I honestly wish more coaches were like Debo. Mm-hmm. I do. I wish it was all like that. You commit, don't commit to me unless you're done with business. Mm-hmm. But then he's, and, 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 and I don't know. I, that's a that's one of those topics I could make a case for either side. I'm I'm in I the could. very like big time minority here when I say this, and I don't care. Debo Sweeney, I, I respect him for what he does. I, I get it. Uh, okay, you want to you want to stick to your guns and do it the way you want to do it. That doesn't mean you're going to win. That doesn't mean you're going to be successful. But hey, I'm okay with it. Yeah, make a point. You know. But, uh, well, then cut his ass. Right. I mean, look. I don't call, call you bluff. He's been at Auburn for the past two of the past three weeks. Cut his cut his ass. Yeah. I mean, or shut up. It's out there now, right? Yeah. So don't give me this, you can't take business to other schools if you're committed to Clemson. Yes, you can. It happens every year, and not a damn thing happens about it. You know why? Because the kids are really, really good, and Dabo's not going to cut him. Yeah. Go go, go sign your three-star back because your four-star back wanted to take a trip to Auburn. I dare you. I dare you, big dog. Does he dip into the portal this year? Dabo? Does he start doing that? After he cuts David Easy Omume because he visited Auburn twice? I can't wait for that story. I'm waiting. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. We're looking for Clemson to drop David Uzio Muma. <laughs> I mean, you talk a big game, big dog. Cut his ass. I am with Cole in that I respect Dabo because he's consistent about who he is. You know, he's the same cheese dick every year. <laughs> <laughs> Told you I was in the minority here. Okay, yeah. I hey, no, look, man. I do look. Regardless, <laughs> of I agree with him or not. He is consistent. You know what I mean? He believes what he believes, so he is authentic in that regard. I, him and Shane yes. Right. I also agree with Jeffrey. Like, go ahead and cut him if that's what you're going to do. Do it. Right? Yeah. Or shut up. He's been to Auburn. Okay, we've seen it. Been there twice. Cut him. Yeah. I call you bluff, big dog. You ain't going to do it. You ain't man enough. <laughs> uh, let's see. The last one was Caleb Odom. And it, here's why I wanted to talk about him. He's a four-star tight end. He's from Carrollton, Georgia. He is committed to Alabama, and he shows up uh, Saturday in Auburn and gives a great interview. And if you'll remember, this is a kid that grew up wanting to play for Auburn. He yeah. grew up an Auburn fan. Uh, he was there. He saw Rivaldo Fairweather get his eight targets. And I wasn't expecting much from him. Now, listen, I know what he told Bama online. I'm 100,000% locked in, uh, whatever. Uh, again, this recruit speak because that's what you got to say to your Alabama reporters. Of course, that was followed up by I'm taking an official visit this weekend to Ole Miss. Right. Yeah. right. And I'm going back to Auburn for the Iron Bowl. Yep. 
Just another guy I think we should keep an eye on. I agree. And somebody to me that is a definite receiver. And if you need, if you are obviously showing you are targeting a receiving tight end, um, I think you got that kid's attention. Uh, I think there's been a dynamic, a shift in dynamics at the quarterback position in Alabama, and they are not airing it out the way they once did. Um, will they get back to what they've been? Maybe. But as of right now, 12, 12 passes last game, guys. 12 well, passes. This goes along with what I wrote in, in the uh, unfiltered thoughts last night. Look. I get it. Your team personnel says, hey, this is what we are. We run the football. Uh, we have an offensive line that's more suited for running the football. Our quarterback's better in that game. We have a running back room that's good. Well, guess what? It ain't going to help you with receiver recruits. And you can't win without a passing game. Try it. it ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Not in today's football. You can forget about it. So you can be close, like Auburn was with Georgia this weekend. But you can't finish the job. Alabama knows that. That's why it took them so long to get to this point where they were like, "All right, well, this is not us. We ha- if we want to win some games, we gotta we gotta dial it down and run the football." Mm-hmm. It took a lot for them to do that because they know what it'll do in recruiting, and they hadn't been in that situation. Hey, uh, so Amir Jackson, Caleb Odom, Roger Sally Apaga, and Landon Thomas. Although, I, I, unless he shows his face on campus, I don't. I shouldn't yeah, even put no. it on that list. He was uh, he was standing next to us when I was interviewing Nikar after the game, you know, doing the yeah. So Landon Thomas was there. He plays for Colquitt County. Yeah. Oh, you you talking about it, when you were at Nikar's yeah, game? Yeah, yeah. Not, not Saturday to, after all. Okay. Colquitt County. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, good to know. Um, all right. That's going to do it, man. Uh, let's get some how about you's. I've got a couple. Okay. I got a few. I got a few. I shouldn't say a couple. A couple is two, unless you live <laughs> in Utah. <laughs> Jay, it, was, it took him a minute then to go bro sorry man I two that's two that's two Mormon jokes have a thought <laughs> two Mormon that's jokes two, two shows in a row there Jeff. alright <laughs> alright who's got a how about you go ahead Cole I got ten Jeffrey I hope oh my it. god dude settle down <laughs> alright reel them off Contos two weeks in a row Okay. Contos 32. Be specific now. Contos 32. B. Merritt 35. Yeah, he's a good one. Jeremy Redding. A.U. Tyga 69. Y'all tripping. Mighty Eagle. J.M.B. 11. Roswell High 842. Valley Tiger. Hold on, hold on. Roswell High. 842. Yep. Valley Tiger. Valley Tiger. And MTV Tiger 72. MTV Tiger. <laughs> 62? 72. Zach, Zach said, I'm giving out how batches like, like Oprah. Get that. <laughs> <laughs> you get one. You get one. Uh, all right, let me go back over your list, Cole. Contos 32, B. Merritt, Jeremy Redding, Auburn, AU Tiger 69. Not to be confused with AU Tiger 96. <laughs> um, you tripping? Y'all tripping? Excuse me, y'all tripping? Mighty Eagle, yep. um, JMB eleven. 11. Okay, mm-hmm. Roswell High eight forty two, Valley Tiger, MTV Tiger seventy two. That's it. Okay, Mister J Head. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Mandingo Warrior, uh, as well as Small Fox, and our very own Justin Hokinson for his well-sourced um, mm-hmm. report on the apparel deal. It was fantastic, wasn't it? It really was. You've had a lot of people that have asked questions. I, I thought that Justin put a fantastic piece together there. It was, it was really good. Hats off to him on that one. Absolutely. I'm going to do a times two for Hope there. That was fantastic. I, I thought that was one of his better pieces. And, uh, he had some good pieces. That was one of the more interesting and well-sourced stories that he yep. has done. Uh, that was a great one. Uh, how about you to C. Richie 8? How about you to J. Smith 5187? How about you to Uncle Rico? Yeah. How about you to Army AU84, whose nephew, I believe, is a starting pitcher tonight for the Tampa Bay Blue Rays? Did y'all see that post? I did not. Dang, I hope I got that right. I believe it did. Are, are they in the playoffs? The Tampa Bay Devil Rays? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I will pay attention to MLB, man. Me neither. That's what I'm saying. Is it right? Anyways. You know, you know what I'm talking about, Army AU84. Uh, congratulations on that. Um, how about you to, to the notorious AUB for the uh, best question of the day, as far as I'm concerned? Yes. The uh, do we do we spend it all? And how about you to Kent and Chris from Ocala? Was sitting in the uh, the hotel early Sunday morning, waiting on the basketball visitors to leave. By the way, va- basketball visitors were great, uh, but n- n- none of them are in a hurry. They're 2025 guys. If you want to, uh, about all that out there is what we wrote um, on the site. Uh, but anyways, I'm sitting there and this guy walks by and he's like, "Hey man, you Jay Lee? Yeah man, all right. Oh man, I'm a big subscriber to your site. I love all the shows. You know, I was like, oh man, cool. I'm a big fan of you. You know, whatever. Like, and then and then Christian walks over and he goes, Oh my God, is that Christian Kabuto? Oh my God, I'm a big fan of your site, man. Are, are you with rivals? Hey man, I'm a big fan of your site. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I went from feeling this big to this big. <laughs> uh, but Kent Camp, man, he was a good dude. We uh, talked to him for a while. His buddy Chris, uh, I think they coached Caleb Johnson and uh, Garner Langlo, or Chris did. Oh, so they're down at Trinity Christian. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, good dudes, man. We talked to them. I want to give them a big, how about you? Um, all right, well, that'll do it for today's show. Jay, do you have something else? Mm-hmm. Okay. We will uh, be back Friday uh, with the Modcast. We'll be back Sunday night. Even though it's a bye week, we'll be talking and taking calls on the call-in show at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. If you get a chance real quick, man, y'all like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit those notifications so you'll know when all the videos get uploaded. One more time, if you're in uh, Auburn or Opelika, Lee County, looking to buy or sell a home, give her a call. Jessica Andrus with the Talents Group, 334-5-star, 5-star, 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 5-star. 334-704-4442. Give her a call. Tell her we sent you. That's going to do it today, folks. We uh, appreciate everybody listening. We appreciate everybody watching. For Cole Pinkston, for Jay Head, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stay out of that left lane. See ya. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads 
money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gamblernet in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York. 